0: There's one person on the Pittsburgh Steelers coaching staff that I feel we may have overlooked in this draft process as a winner, but also a loser. And this season, it's his last chance to decide which side of the coin he falls on. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers to go your daily to go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on youtubecom slash all Steelers talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. We're talking about Matt Canada, who might be the biggest winner and loser of the Pittsburgh Steelers 2023 NFL draft class. He now has no excuses, but all the weapons And I think at this point, it's the biggest topic of conversation when it comes to the Steelers' success. What the Steelers did in the 2023 NFL draft was more than impressive. It was dominant. Omar Khan came in here and said, I have a plan. We're going to stick to the plan, and we're going to execute every single step of it along the way. Why? Not because he's the biggest evaluator of talent, and he just knows where The best sleepers are, and the Steelers have been known to find those sleepers in the past. No, this is different. The way they approached this draft was, we need to go get superstars. We're done with this development. We're done with waiting. We have a window. We have a quarterback. We have a young team and a dominant defense. It's time to go get the remaining pieces of the puzzle and put it together. And that's what they did. They went out and they said, okay, let's get a franchise left tackle to start this thing off. They did. Then they said, we need a cornerback. We did. Then they went out and got a defensive tackle because defensive line depth and a big gaping hole in the middle of that defensive line, well, was a big reason that they struggled at times last season. And then, boom, they came back, waited, and got a tight end, the tight end that they were highest on, a huge red zone threat, a huge receiving threat. And on top of that, probably the most dominant blocking tight end in football right now as a rookie they walk into 2023 as of now with huge expectations i've talked about this before including this week where i know that the steelers super bowl window is open it doesn't mean that they're going to win a super bowl this year or even next year or even one at all what i'm saying is right now the pittsburgh steelers know that this team is a team that could go and make a push and make a run in the playoffs But that's gonna come down to Matt Canada. And he's their biggest X Factor right now. He's their biggest remaining concern. He's their biggest question mark. You could talk about Kenny Pickett, you could talk about the offensive line. You could talk about Najee Harris. You could talk about whoever you want. Deontay Johnson's drops does not impact the Steelers' offense and their success as much as Matt Canada is going to in 2023. And whether we want to admit it or not, I think the Steelers are hoping. I think everybody should be hoping. So maybe it's not if we want to admit it or not. I think everyone should be hoping for Matt Canada's success in 2023. Even if those expectations seem a little loose, we'll say, for lack of a better term. Canada comes in here, and for the last two years, it's been nothing but excuses. In 2021... All you heard was, well, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's old, and Matt Canada couldn't really run his offense because of what Ben was doing, and the limitations with the offensive line, and there was really struggles to get the running game going. The defense wasn't as great, so the offense was was really struggling even more. And you know, Ben Roethlisberger, man, he runs that offense, and you got to put the blame on Matt uh, on Ben Roethlisberger, not Matt Canada, because. Matt wants a running quarterback, he doesn't really want this old call your own plays, sit-in-the-pocket RPO type of guy, that's who he has. Then last year it was, well, the offensive line's bad, Kenny Pickett is a developing quarterback, Mitch Trubitsky didn't turn out to be what they wanted him to be, it just wasn't the talent or the level of talent that people were expecting the year after Ben Roethlisberger left. So you can't put that one on Matt Canada, even if everybody did and myself included. And I have been very upfront, very forward and very honest that I don't believe Matt Canada deserves the offensive coordinator job in Pittsburgh. I don't think he should have kept it heading into this year. I think that it was a little bit of a, a cop out by the Steelers to keep him around because they're worried about The development of Kenny Pickett, I don't think that that was the right excuse. And I think that's all it was, was an excuse to keep Matt Canada around. But now there are no more excuses. The Pittsburgh Steelers came into this offseason as the 27th ranked offensive line in football, according to PFF. 27th. So what did they do? They went out and they got a new left guard. They got a new backup left guard. And then they went out and they got a franchise left tackle, the biggest tackle they've had in their existence, really, in a long, long time. In my lifetime, the Pittsburgh Steelers have never had a franchise left tackle that has the upside and the outlook as a rookie as Broderick Jones does right now. Never, not once. He's comparably just as big, if not bigger, than Marquise Pouncey was coming into the league and the outlook and the expectations for him. And he plays on Kenny Pickett's blind side, which is as good as it gets. On top of that, he went out and got not just a tight end, but a tight end who essentially is a sixth tackle. He is a guy that people at the NFL Combine teams were asking him if he felt comfortable playing tackle in the NFL. But he's 6'7". You're going to use him in the passing game. You're going to use him in the red zone. You're going to help Kenny Pickett develop because of this guy. You're going to allow Pat Faramute to move around the field more and Connor Hayward to be utilized where he really should be utilized. And that's more of a halfback slot receiver type role. And on top of that, if you put Darnell and Broderick Jones out there on top, on top of Isaac Siamalu, a Super Bowl-playing left guard who was just part of the best offensive line in football, you brought Nate Herbig in, James Daniels and Mason Colgan another year together, and Chuksa Sikorafor looks like your right tackle and a guy that the Steelers have been very honest that they like and enjoy having around the last couple of years. The offensive line seems complete. So Najee Harris should have a great year. Kenny he pick it? should have a lot of comfortability standing in the pocket on top of some more weapons and the ability to utilize some of the weapons he's familiar with in different areas of the field. The offense seemingly is done. You look at it and you say, okay, well, last year there was a a shortage of wide receiver. Well, you have Deontay Johnson and George Pickens on top of Calvin Austin returning from an injury, and I get that that's a question mark, but one that the Steelers are high on. Allen Robinson is a slot receiver and a red zone threat that you got to feel comfortable with. You re-sign Miles Boykin, who's another big body and a blocking wide receiver. You feel good at wide receiver. Running back, you have Najee Harris and Jalen Warren for a second season. Got to feel good about that one. You're allowed to use Connor Hayward and Pat Fryermuth all over the field. And like I said, the offensive line is complete. It is only up to Matt Canada at this point to determine His future. If he's good and the Steelers are successful, well, then the Steelers are likely going to keep him around. I don't, I have a hard time believing that he's already gone if he somehow shows out and the offense just goes off in 2023. Because at that point, you're looking at it and going, okay, well, everything that we talked about, everything that we complained about that people were using as quote unquote excuses, maybe they were just excuses. Maybe, maybe they were right. Maybe we were wrong about the evaluation of talent and who really was to blame in these situations. But if it doesn't work out, if Matt Canada isn't a successful offensive coordinator in 2023, there are no more excuses. There are no more reasons to keep this guy around. He's on the shortest leash in Pittsburgh. There is nobody who was on thinner ice as a coach or a member of an organization anywhere as there is Matt Canada. The fans have turned on him. The reason that he's back seems very weak by most NFL standards, but it's why the Steelers kept him. And Omar Khan went and made his life a lot easier, but the pressure a lot higher because he essentially said, hey, look, Matt, these are the reasons that everybody tells us that you're not successful in the NFL. I just fix them all. If Kenny Pickett develops the way that we expect him to develop, and I think everybody at this point has pretty high expectations on a much calmer, more relaxed, more comfortable quarterback in Kenny Pickett in year two. Well, then that's it. It's the offensive coordinator's fault from there. And if the offensive coordinator can't lead this offense to some success, well, it's not the talent. The Steelers have come Mounds and miles and miles ahead from where they were two, three years ago. This is a different team, a different offense, a different outlook, different talent level. No holes. No holes. Matt Canada has one more opportunity. It's an opportunity that I think we have to start addressing because there are a lot of places that we have to evaluate talent and their progression in 2023. And I get that the quarterback is one of them. But on paper, this offense looks damn good compared to what it did a year ago. And Matt Canada is going to be the biggest determinant of whether or not they're successful. And if they are, maybe he keeps his job. If they're not, looks like we've all been right all along. And the reason to keep them, well, it's got to go.